Welcome, everyone, to a new episode of the Transcript Podcast. You've got me, Scott Krisloff. I'm editor of the Transcript, along with Eric Mokaya, who's our lead author. We sent out a new issue of the Transcript yesterday and had a lot of stuff from the most recent week of earnings in there. Also, a Fed meeting last week. We saw a continuation of the themes that we've been seeing. So really strong economy, strong demand, tight supply chains, trying to keep up with that demand, continued inflation. And I think one of the, the new things or continuing things was the Federal Reserve's meeting and press conference in which Jerome Powell acknowledged the inflation, but basically said that the Fed will continue on its course of quantitative easing, at least until the next meeting. So any insights from you, Eric? I think, it, I mean, there wasn't much surprise this week, but I think, as, as you say, it's a, still a continuation of the same things that we've been seeing. One of them, of course, is that the earnings are pretty robust. I'm not so sure if the expectations are pretty low, but companies are really beating expectations this quarter. It's one of the highest kind of beat in terms of expectations in the last couple of years. As you can see, like from the few companies that you selected, MasterCard, Facebook, Apple, they are having earnings growth of around 30 to 50% there. Uh, this is one quarter Q2 and they're lapping last year's uh, kind of COVID period or so. So it, it's, it's pretty impressive what companies are doing so far. But again, as you said, the same themes continue inflation pressures. And I think there was that, that quote that you picked from 3M that says uh, there's a lot of demand and not enough supply. So I think it's, it's just the same thing that you see across board from chips to products inventory is pretty low and demand is very high. So hopefully like at some point we're able like to see a little bit of that becoming better in terms of supply chains and all. Uh, but I think one of the uh, things that I picked up was from the Amazon call about labor markets being, labor being the biggest contributor to inflation. And I think something you picked up from McDonald's uh, that actually shows that something would be getting better. Uh, would you want to comment about that a little bit? Yeah, I thought it was really interesting. McDonald's said that labor has been tight. It's been tough to staff, but that it's getting a little bit better. And they said, notably in states where unemployment benefits are coming off more quickly, they're seeing the situation improve more rapidly. And so as, as these unemployment benefit stimulus is rolling off, that may be a key element in healing labor markets. So that I thought was really interesting. Another thing that I thought was interesting that McDonald's mentioned was on the inflation front, they were saying that they didn't actually see that big of a of an inflation problem. And I think it really drove home one of the points that McDonald's within its market has pricing power with its suppliers in order to keep inflationary pressures lower. <laughs> and yet, on the other side, McDonald's was talking about how they're raising prices by 6% year over year. So uh, I think McDonald's is a case where you're seeing basically gains from inflation because of pricing power, because you've got costs basically being held flat, but benefiting from inflation on the other side. And so that's really interesting because again, it's this point that inflation isn't borne equally by all actors within an economy and actors with large pricing power actually stand to benefit from the inflation, but actors without any pricing power, which is usually the consumer at the end of the chain is the one who eats the, the costs of inflation. So you also had UPS talk about that. That, the, that inflation is really borne by the consumer at the end of the day. I should say that I was also struck by the two quotes that you put up there about someone bearing the inflation at the end of the day. But, but then again, on the other side, there are people benefiting from the inflation. And I think one of the companies which I didn't include finally in the quotes was LVMH. And they say like their margins are actually pretty high, such that they actually still don't feel any sort of inflation. 
they are not feeling inflation that much. So as you say, like there are different companies and they're all feeling inflation at different rates uh, so far. But I think one key worry has been, uh, I think Pfizer mentioned there, has, is actually the issue to do with the Delta variant. From Pfizer, it means we do need the third dose soon. And hopefully in the next, I think by mid, uh, mid this month, mid August, you should be able to get one, maybe a, a new third dose that is actually more effective towards the Delta variant that is actually um, increasingly being transmitted in the United States and across the globe also. Yeah, I think Jerome Powell actually summed it up pretty well in his press conference, talking about how the Delta virus is here, but life seems to continue to go on in the United States. I think the Delta variant is in the back of people's minds, but we're not modulating our behavior nearly to the same extent as we did previously. And I think that's probably because the majority of Americans are now vaccinated and the ones who aren't vaccinated, you know, there's plenty of access to vaccines here. And so it's, it's really personal choice, but it's not really impacting economic activity all that much, probably a little bit on the margins, but it's nowhere near what it was. So could be also people are getting used to it. Uh, It's uh, last year was a shocker. Now it's like, okay, it's a new variant, uh, but life has to kind of go on. And the expectation is that Q3 would be key as people go, especially as students go back to school, and then maybe as the vaccine for the Delta variant, also the third dose comes into play. And as in unemployment benefits also uh, wind up somewhere in September. Also. So you'll see a lot of uh, maybe impact on some of the companies. So the next earnings call would actually be very interesting ones to check out. One thing that was interesting was uh, debt issues being declining quite substantially. It feels like companies have very strong balance sheets currently. Uh, they do not need to go to the market to tap into the debt markets at all. Two things in, in automobiles that I think are really important, two quotes that we picked up this week. One was Elon Musk at Tesla talking about how it seems that public sentiment towards, TV, towards EVs is at an inflection point. And at this point, I think almost everyone agrees that electric vehicles are the only way forward. I think that that was a really important quote, just because I do believe that we're hitting this point where everyone kind of knows that electric vehicles are where we're going in the future and that gasoline powered vehicles are not going to be a thing probably in 10 years, which is pretty crazy, pretty crazy. But we do definitely seem to be headed in that direction. And then another quote on automobiles that I thought was really important was in the Google conference call that Waymo is commercializing, has tens of thousands of rides that they've served in the Phoenix area now without a human driver in the vehicle, which I don't know if I'm not paying attention to the same things everybody else is, but that was news to me that they're, they're the, that they're at that scale in Phoenix and seems like it shouldn't be too long till they're at that scale in other cities around the US hey. and the world. Are you ready Did I just to miss that, in? Eric? Or is that like, <laughs> was that news to you too? That was news to me too. But I wanted to ask, like, are you ready yourself to check up a self-driving car? Probably, yeah. I mean, if there's tens of thousands of rides that have gone on in Phoenix, the, I mean, this is, that was, that's really important. If consumers are getting into driverless cars in Phoenix, this is going to scale really quickly. And it's going to be a big deal and big change. Yeah, I mean, speaking of what is, is talked about earlier about EV, you could see from there from a earnings call from Ford that their F-150 Lightning has 120 units already resolved. And 75% of them are new to Ford. So that tells you like the interest is pretty high. 
along this play of electric vehicles and autonomous vehicles going forward. Pretty interesting developments in that front. Uh, Anything else we're talking about? I think we've covered the metaverse before, so not such a big deal. But maybe something, it's that the metaverse is... I think this week by Facebook kind of announcing, especially in the earnings call and spending quite a significant amount of time uh, talking about it, it has now kind of entered the mainstream conversation. So I think it just needed Facebook to be the pivot point at which now it shifts from being just something that nerds talk about to something that everyone wants to talk about. So the biggest question I've seen on social media and on a lot of news sites this week is what is the metaverse? Uh, So it's, it's now a common word. Pretty interesting that we started discussing it a couple of months ago. And now at least like we also up to speed on that regard. So I think that was very interesting for me this week. Yeah, I don't know how long it'll be till we're all living in the metaverse, but it's really a reflection of Zuckerberg's vision, I think, that he is already taking the company in that direction because the real risk to Facebook as an organization is a phase shift in the way that people experience the internet. So, I mean, fundamentally, Facebook was a web browser enabled company and then became a mobile enabled company and will have to become a metaverse enabled company if that's the way that we're all engaging with the internet and engaging with the digital world. So, you know, Facebook, a metaverse company, Google, a self-driving car company. It'd be interesting to see the extent to which those sorts of changes can impact valuation on these behemoths. Are they going to be $10 trillion companies? I don't know. Maybe. Could be in future, Amazon will be delivering your stuff through drones themselves. So Amazon may be the drone delivery company in the future. (laughs) So pretty interesting where these companies are taking. But impressively, like this quarter, their growth rate is still very uh, high, but they're also thinking long-term, five to 10 years in terms of how they want to be. And I think that's pretty a good indication of what good CEOs. And I think we spend a lot of time reading earnings calls and management teams. The management teams that get it are those who are really focused on more on the long term because uh, Zuckerberg is building for the future, five to 10 years. So very nice to see. So I think we, maybe one more thing that I wanted to touch on was the short video being the in thing. So I've been spending a little bit of time on TikTok and it's pretty addictive. Uh, They're very short (laughs) videos. And I think the algorithm gets better at curating what's really good for you. So I think after a couple of tries, they measure around how much time you're spending between videos, where you're stopping a lot, where, you, uh, where you're re-watching. And I think with that, then I, I realized like short video, I was, I was pretty astonished that uh, uh, YouTube shorts, I haven't tried them, but they've sub, sub, uh, surpassed 15 billion daily views and they're now available in more than 100 countries worldwide. And that's like YouTube's answer to, to TikTok. Uh, so pretty interesting. Maybe our attention spans are becoming shorter and shorter. Uh, maybe that's why these short videos is kind of like the in thing for us now. So Instagram Reels is uh, doing really well on that regard. So I think, yeah. Any thoughts on that yourself? Have you spent any time on TikTok? <laughs> I mean, a little bit, but I don't know how attention spans become any shorter than they are. And yet I believe <laughs> that they probably will somehow. Yeah, somehow. And YouTube and uh, Facebook and uh, TikTok are really taking advantage of that and uh, doing well in that regard, in monetizing yeah. short video. So beautiful things to see. So I think we can end there for this week. Uh, thank you so much for joining us. I think this week around 150 S&P 500 companies are actually reporting. So we'll still be here trying to dig through all those earnings calls and writing another newsletter next week on Monday. So subscribe and uh, uh, send us your comments and reviews. Also. So thank you for joining us this week. See you next week. Sounds great. Thanks, everybody.
Thank you.